0: Wolverine.
1: Wolverine. Hello, and welcome to the Examination Podcast. Uh, So excited about this week's books. We've got a good issue of Wolverine. We've got Sword. We've got Cable. I'm so pumped. The finale of Cable. I'm Quentin Emler. Joining me this week, I've got Dane Rainier. I don't know what to do with your Wolverine. I know, it's bizarre. Uh, it's the best at what it does. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about the other best at what In- they do. none other than the birthday boy himself. Kelsey, the juggernaut. Ah, uh,
2: 35 going on 75. Uh, feeling that juggernaut <laughs> age. The more walls you run into, the more effect it has on you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, doesn't show, though. You're looking good. You're looking handsome. You are pulling it off. It's a filter. Yep. <laughs> uh, can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on this week's uh, comics, whether you had the same read on Wolverine as I did. But first, as always, let's look up to Cerebro, talk about what's new in the world of Marvel. Uh, you guys talked about the finale and the Loki last time. Uh, we had to. We all we had to.
2: Time, we all thought it was great. Time waits for no one.
1: <laughs> we all thought it was great. But let's talk about the future. Let's not talk about what already came out. Let's talk about the future. So I pulled out all the the shows that are gonna be on Disney Plus that have been announced so far. Uh in chronological order of release date, hypothetically. Some of these are like announced but not uh release date announced. So we got what if? That is that's, that's that's not, coming not up even next.
2: hypothetical. That that's next Wednesday. Not then.
1: Next hi- next. then the next one should be Hawkeye. And then after that, Miss Marvel. So that's like the next batch of three we're gonna get. Um that are coming back to back to back.
0: If that's the case, then it means there's going to be
1: a pretty big gap
0: because recently it's just been like we haven't gone more than a couple of weeks without a new show.
1: Well, I, I disagree. So I guess isn't isn't it August, November? But I guess you're right compared yeah. to the first one. That I mean, is I guess I don't gap. know
0: how long What If is supposed to be. I don't know how many episodes it is. But
1: Oh, I, I do think it is longer. OK, I think it's well, then, like if that's the case, maybe it will.
0: 13 episodes roll in the same way.
1: Well, I mean, November is still November for Hawkeye. But uh, what if Hawkeye is Marvel? Uh, then we've got some sort of incremental time. The next batch, which I assume, I think they're coming in threes. So this is how they're doing it. Then it's She-Hulk Moon Knight Secret Invasion. Oh, which is yeah. uh, Samuel L. Jackson led. And also the guy who, um, the guy that played the Scroll in Captain Marvel is the second co-lead. Yes. Right. I forget what his name is, but he's a good actor too. So I'm excited for them. Then the next batch we've got is Ironheart. I am Groot, uh, which is their second animated show. And then Loki season two. And then there's a a Wakanda series that is untitled. That's been announced as well.
2: They're going to call it Wakanda forever. Come on. Yeah. You know, I mean done
1: titles already. So we power rank the other ones. We all kind of feel, we we all feel pretty strong about Loki. Uh, Honestly, though, the people there are some people who don't like certain ones. Like, I loved them. I put them up against their... They're, they're at least middle-tier movie, comparison-wise, or better, in my opinion. Like, I think they're all great. Yeah, I always feel bad saying that I think Winter
0: Soldier and Falcon is the quote-unquote worst. Because I don't I just don't like saying worst, because it's still good.
1: Yeah, they're so, yeah but still I, really feel good. Like, I feel like WandaVision got to be different. And I feel like Loki's the new thing. But like I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is gonna be remembered better than what people realize. D- defending like, the middle solid. child. That's yeah, surprising. Exactly. exactly. I,
2: yeah, I I agree where it's like the idea where you're like, oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is the worst, and you're going it's like, that doesn't mean it's bad. It was but still well,
0: good. Like, and the shows are just also different that it was like, I, hey,
2: there's yeah, you get some variety. And there were there were messages in I thought <sighs> Winter Soldier. The Falcon and Winter Soldier show when it came out also was extremely topical in the context of the yeah. time. 100%.
1: Yeah. Like, it, yeah, like it, if
2: you don't if you don't watch it and know what's going on that year in the real world, it probably loses some thunder. Well,
1: and and here's the thing, you watch WandaVision though. Is it not true that like it's original and creative, but there's this new show on AMC that's about like um killing the sitcom male lead actor. Like, it's like a female Fuck from uh, Schitt's Creek. Fuck Kevin yeah. or something
2: like that. Sorry, yeah. but that's the title, Dane. Okay. I, you're not wrong.
1: No, so anyways, point being, like, somebody's already doing WandaVision's thing. And my point is, in five years, even though we know it was a pioneer,
2: will it have that effect to people? The, uh, but WandaVision if you don't have any idea of how sitcoms were done in those previous days, doesn't have as much juice to it. But yeah. there were certain tropes that it does that you also realize they don't do anymore, which is kind of fascinating to watch. You yeah. Even certain cutaway camera uh, uh, behaviors, uh, the set design, uh, yeah. film before a live studio audience, which they actually did for like the first two episodes or something that were set in those time periods.
1: Well, and I think something when you get down to it, all the gimmicks aside, they made Wanda pretty human and they've struggled to do that because she's so like, you know, I'm foreign, Eastern Sokovian, Eastern European, like Miami my, died. my robot husband died. Even You'll to, the, even to the point where like they were f- they were OK with like tongue in cheek pointing at the accent. Yeah. yeah. She's soloed Thanos, but is like as human as any character. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, right. I, I think they did a good job with that in that show. Uh, let's talk uh, of the next match: She Hulk, Moon Knight, Secret Invasion. This is tough. What are you most excited for? That's a tough,
2: no, it's crowd
1: not. to it's hang hard. out in. It's not tough. You go, Moon
2: Knight. hundred oh, percent. Yeah, dude, it's not, not. It. as tough.
1: Samuel L. Jackson. Crazy. Ezekiel twenty three twenty eight.
0: All right. So I'm going to deviate. I'm going to say that She-Hulk is what I'm of that pack of three. That's
2: because she's a lawyer. No, it's not.
0: It's actually, it's Tatiana Maslany. I think she's really great. Oh,
2: that's um, right. Yeah. I am that?
0: interested yeah. to see. Black yeah. Sheep. Is that the show? Uh, Black Sheep. No. Um. Oh, what is it? Orphan Black. Yeah. Orphan Black. Okay. I got the color right. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you got whoa. one of the two words. You got one of the two words. No, uh, I, I think she, I, to be frank, I haven't seen her in a whole lot other than that. But that was such an interesting show. And what she does in that is so weird and fun. And that she plays all these different roles that are so substantially different. I'm just, I am interested to see her and what that means for She-Hulk. And frankly, I'm just kind of interested in how it's going to look.
1: because. Have you there- heard the rumors about who the bad guy is in that show? The leader? Mm, maybe, but I don't no. know. Who is oh. it? No, oh, I, then I know. The, I the rumor is it's Vincent D'Onofio, Kingpin.
2: Oh, I did oh. hear
1: talk about him coming back.
2: Man, I hope so. I loved him as the Kingpin. But I also heard, um, what, in Daredevil, a soft reboot or something? They're, they're soft I, reboot Punisher. The rumor right? is
1: that they're actually relaunching Daredevil with, like, a season four, and they're going to call it The Man With No Fear. But uh, it's going to be a new show. But they're going to bring back the two leads.
2: I, 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 I here's... Okay, we're now segueing into old shows that are supposed to be relaunched. Um, but I hope whoever has the reins, it's Jeff Loeb, isn't it? Is he still running? No, he's he, MCU is Kevin Feige. I mean, he does so the like, TV stuff too. But t- I hope no,
1: Kevin, Yeah, all of this is Kevin Feige. I Everything hope, that is Disney Plus is Kevin Feige.
2: I hope Kevin Feige tries to keep the same feel of the show. I understand if you can't get all the same actors due to scheduling issues. um, But but I hope they're able to get, you know, at least the feel going. Uh, You know, the leads. I hope they keep Punisher pretty R-rated. I know it's going to be hard because of where it sits. I'd be fine. You know, put it on your Hulu if you could. I know you're not going to, but put it on Hulu where you can get away with that stuff. But... I'm, I uh, that's, that's my big fear because I'm ex, both excited and concerned. And Daredevil yeah, no. was awesome.
1: So, speaking of excited and concerned, I'm excited and concerned. Uh, I, I skipped this on purpose. We're gonna, we're gonna leave Ironheart, I Am Groot, Loki season two, and Wakanda, those are far enough away. But I want to talk about what if Hawkeye missed Marvel. Uh, I think I can speak for all of us when I say Ms. Marvel is not the one we're most excited about, but we know the least about it, so it's I, not yeah. a knock on it, and it's, it's just s- like. The one we're least, like probably the least excited for, but Hawkeye or what if? I know Dane's answer. Kelsey, where do you stand?
2: Well, I'm going what if just because I like that style of um, storytelling. Because I like those what if history books too. Like what if you know creativity? They, they just not they don't win in the Battle of Marathon? What is the you know what what? dominoes start to fall differently then yeah. But that's that's uh, american like hockey that.
1: team loses during the olympics to Russia. Right. right yeah not the how, not how miracle. miracle.
2: right um it doesn't mean i'm not excited for hawkeye though because one jeremy renner as hawkeye has been great i hope he does hawkeye stuff i hope pizza dogs in it and amanda S- what's is that who it is who it is Hayley Seinfeld. Haley, 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 Steinfeld. Steinfeld. You know, I like her as an actress. I've liked her since uh, did she win the Oscar or something from uh um True Grit. I liked her in that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm with you. Uh Dane, you're a Hawkeye guy. Uh, what what are the what do they have to do to make the show good? And what is what's concerning to you about Hawkeye coming out since I got announced this week. You were the Hawkeye guy and didn't just jump straight to Hawkeye? Yeah.
0: No, uh, I'm super, super excited about this. I have been excited about this since before it was announced, hoping that it what, would be something. What,
1: what, is, what do they need to capture to make it work, and what do they need to avoid to make it not work?
0: To me, it 100% relies on the dynamic between the characters of Clint and Kate. You can change up the story. You can change up the the, the villain or the storylines. I don't care as much about that. To me, that... So no,
1: there's no clearly defined villain in Hawkeye. You need, You don't need a like they can be creative with the villain and it's not gonna yeah, ruin the match. They
0: and it seems like, especially from some of the promo things, what little we've seen, it feels like it's gonna be very fraction centric. But I you know, I've seen the cast as well. It, you know, it has Kazi the sort of uh, the hitman. Well, but
1: hanging it, out in cheap New York lofty apartments, right. not not Clinton on the farm. They're they're purposely putting him in New York without an Avengers Tower billionaire feel. So
0: it has Clearly that feel and so but for me the di- it has it's the dynamic between those two characters. How do you establish Kate quickly and create that relationship between the two of them that I think strengthens everything about that book? But I mean the thing that maybe concerns me is I don't know how they do that because this is a very very different Clint that we have from the the comics to the, the movies and the tv show because in the comics you know he's sort of this not lazy but he's sort of you know the self screw up he is the he has no confidence in himself that he you know is moving from lady to lady and and then you know it's revealed in age of ultron he's the family man like i don't know how we get that version of him and maybe we don't but i think that greatly affects the dynamic between Clint and kate so i don't know how it's going to work there but Marvel has very rarely failed at these things. So,
1: yeah. Unless you're Scarlett Johansson.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's a whole different thing <laughs> to fail at. That's a, a $50 million mistake. Yeah. Is that a segue?
1: Yeah. Uh, it is. Let's suck let's movies real quick. So, Black Widow, uh, we're going to last thing on the MCU, then we're going to jump into this week's comics because they're so good. And I might have a little crucible that I want to get your guys' uh, opinion on, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, Black Widow came out July 9th, 2021. Lawsuit pending. Uh, we're not going to focus on that because we don't want to bore and the legal stuff uh obviously it sounds like you know i wish both parties could have came to the middle um i think COVID is complicated but you still do right by your actors and hopefully there's hopefully damage hopefully long-term damage has not been done and there's a way that everybody wins in this scenario and i hate that it's gotten this far but i would we all agree that's kind of where we're at
0: yeah i mean i think i've only really kind of heard one side of it because you know the the Suit comes her, from Scarlet. Her
1: party is the one that's put out stuff.
0: And I mean, it sounds, like you said, not to, to delve too far into it, but there was a huge change in circumstances in how movie theaters work. And you're right. It probably could have been resolved with a conversation or negotiations somewhere in between there. And it seems like somewhere that broke down. And um, as you sort of alluded to, the danger of it for the future comes from like, well, you know, if you get this kind of reputation for doing this kind of thing, are you going to continue to pull in the big names, the superstars? Are you going to get people to sign these multi-movie deals if you become known for being somebody who does something
1: like this? Who goes cheap and, and doesn't communicate.
2: The 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 Feige, the Feige comments where it's like, hey, this is going to make it more difficult for us to get the talent we want. Not necessarily A-listers, but talent they want. If they want to keep it. They'll, you know... This this attempt by the studio to kind of give them the runaround, and I get it, theater stuff has been down, they wanted to get as much money as they could, but, you know, and obviously, they probably have all their future contracts structured in this, in case of an event like this, but this is a contract from beforehand. And it's a contract that they had, you know, they had requested, hey, no streaming. And it's a contract that they, you know, it seems like Scarlett Johansson's people came to them and said, Hey, can we work something out here? We get what's going on. And Disney seemed to just not be interested. Yeah. You know, it's Disney's position. Like anybody during COVID,
1: you're allowed to have a perspective and to like act in your own right. interest. Like you're allowed to do that, but communication can't break down or problems happen. That That's the thing. and And you have to be, as much as you're allowed to have to protect yourself and have your own interests, you have to consider other people. And it, it, I'm hopeful there's a resolution out there. there. There is one. Hopefully they can find it. If you can make Spider-Man show up in the Marvel cinematic universe, you can make Scarlett Johansson happy, hopefully, and still make a huge profit because, I, you know, CEOs are going to get theirs and like big executives are going to get theirs. But like, there's a lot of people who work for Disney. There's a lot of people who work for theaters. There's a lot of people at home who, who can't afford to go to the theater and don't want to risk their health during COVID. It's like, hopefully there's a situation here where everybody can win more than lose. It's all I'm saying.
2: And there is a cultural climate. Now people are are asking the question, if not out loud, they're doing in their heads. Would they have done this to Robert Downey Jr.? That's fair. Would they, I mean, would this have been a stunt? They would have pulled. I think because,
0: that's, you know, you I to, think that's twofold, not just from the gender side of things, but also I mean, she's on the way out. Like, I'm sure that yeah. weighs. is that if she's got four more movies left on the contract, you probably do work a little harder to make this work. They've but also
1: been sitting on this movie for over a year finished and like did they have faith in the film. Right to perform,
0: like, and so I mean, there's a part of it that they could just be like, "Hey, we've got this. It's been sitting here. We're gonna get it out. If she gets mad, whatever. We're done. You know, we don't plan on having a working relationship that's not a in good the future." So. Right. No, it's there's no not, It's
1: a bad look. No matter what you tell her, like, like, yeah. Um. So, anyways, and I don't know agents, all that. I know agents complicate things, not always in a bad way, but you know, um, let's talk movies though coming out. Black Widow, July 9th. Uh, next up, we got Shang Chi: Legend of the Ten Rings, September third. Then we got Eternals, November fifth. Then we got Spider Man, December seventeenth. That's gonna finish the twenty twenty one year out. And dang, that's a good four movie run for a COVID situation. Like, that's that's four Marvel movies to finish this year out. That's that's a lot, uh, considering we're all the way in August now. So pretty wild to think about. Uh, we've got Thor: Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and then we've got Captain Marvel two coming out next year. So that's several movies. What I want to what I want to go with is of the three, you've got Eternal, Shang Chi, Spider Man. What has what are you most excited for? Um, and uh, and and why is that movie the one you're looking forward to the most? let will start with Dane. What's What's exciting to
0: you? I mean, of those three, it's Spider-Man. Um, I, mean, I I think Tom Holland's Spider-Man has been fantastic. I've got no reason to doubt that it's not going to be a great film. And the, the idea of No Way Home, and now
1: with the multiverse connected, I mean, it just... Kind of seems- that what-if thing where it's like, originally what-if was like, I'm in, but now that you know that it's like, this is just as canon as anything post-Loki... Right. Yeah, it's, it's like-, like
0: anything could happen there. And I'm because ex- I mean, Spider Man even kind of got into the idea of the multiverse before anybody in some ways. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just, it's exciting to me to see what's going to happen. That's a fun, at character. least before it was cool. Right, right. <laughs> it's a fun character. It's a classic you know, Peter Parker before it was cool, a fun actor in there. And so, uh, I, I am excited about uh, Chang Chi. Like that's it seems cool, it seems different. Um, it could be a fun twist, but it's not something that I know a ton about. And then, uh, th- I, I don't know, The Eternals, I just, it almost doesn't even register. In my head, I I, I don't know that I know that it exists, really.
1: Kelsey, do you agree with Danes read that Spider-Man's the safe, like, probably going to be great? Um, or is another one have enough going for it that you're like, this is interesting enough that the safe bet's not the bet for me?
2: Well, I don't, Spider-Man's the safe bet in that it's a known name. But what they are planning to do? Oh, you with could it just
1: stop there. What? Is not... What's an eternal and what's a Shang Chi like that? What?
2: <laughs> well, but but what are, what are they gonna? What are they doing with Spider Man? That's what's got me more excited. Is that they are they are embracing this multiverse thing hard. I mean, you already have other villains from their other universes of Spider Man signed on. You know, they're they're already gonna do something big. So I think my excitement for that movie is much higher. Shang-Chi, I like kung fu movies. I am afraid that CGI and things like that are going to hurt the action quality. I don't know the main actor of this as far as his fight scene background. Because there are certain people who are just, they do really well in these situations And you don't need heavy stunt doubles, or if you do, they blend in well. You don't even if he is the best. Can the best kung
1: could Bruce Lee fight CGI abomination and make it look cool? Right, right. Even if he is amazing, is it fair to say? And
2: I also fear, I fear the Mandarin Ten Rings. They already showed how the rings look, where they like are braces on the guys' arms. I don't like I, I don't know, man. I loved the old thing where there were just ten rings on this guy's fists and he just had this level of bling out. I think doing the everyone. problem is then, we,
0: I think that can be too similar to Infinity Stones and the Gauntlet. You know what I mean? That it, it's, right. it's just I, it, this jewelry the, is is the, the mystic weapon sort of thing. Yeah.
2: Um so and it's not like I I won't I I'll try and make an effort to see Shang-Chi and what what's the other movie? Eternals um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, thank you. There you go. Um, and it's, again, okay, Eternals strikes me as like seeing Thor, the first one, except let's back up 10 years in Thor's lifespan and it's all things happening in their like other universe world, gods and stuff. You know, it's, I feel like what I'm going to watch has real, it doesn't mean anything to the Marvel universe. The, the,
1: the Eternals has the potential to be like amazing, but it also has potential to be just complete garbage. Oh,
2: they have a list talent. That's,
0: that's what scares me about it. Is that Marvel's sort of mo has been getting people on the verge and turning them into superstars. You know, and there have right. been some that they've obviously. I mean, to be quite frank, of the the original cast and stuff, Scarlett Johansson is probably the biggest name. Her and um, Samuel L. Jackson Downey. Yeah, a big he's name. He's a big he name, just, he, but he had there was damage done. He, he
2: had right. fallen yeah. from grace, but he was, but he wasn't Oscar. You know, he he everybody
0: knows that story, though. We're getting but, it. but I mean, this one, it's its strange to me that they're going so different that it's like, hey, let's just get a cast of not just one, not two, like multiple established the, actors. It's a
2: DC approach. Yeah. They're, they took a DC approach. Which,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know. You've been winning that fight. I don't know why you'd take that tactic.
1: Yeah, I— I agree. I also think it's a huge cast though. It's a huge cast. Like it's not just three people. Like they've got the big people, but they also have no names to be fair. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, tra- transitioning forward. I think the rest of the movies, all you got black Panther Thor, Dr. Strange. I think we're all excited for the, and Captain Marvel too. Uh, we're we're all excited for those. They don't they don't need I, I am excited for this uh, winter slate. And I Shang-Chi might be in some ways it's unknown, but it looks so Marvel movie that I, I'm with you guys. It's kind of concerning. I want I want a good Kung Fu movie out of Shang-Chi. I don't want a Marvel movie. Uh, let's jump into this week's Crucible, which I'm dropping this guy this on you guys. Uh, the Crucible this week. Listen to another podcast, Ty and that guy. Uh, we're big fans of The Expanse on this podcast. Ty and that guy is a, a podcast that um, talks about The Expanse and it features a writer of the books and producer from the show and one of the actors. They said, who who's the most punchable person in, in film? They went through all the movies and stuff and talked about who's the most punchable. Of the post-House of X world, what mutant or other person Needs punch the most. We're not... So there's a difference. There's somebody you want to punch. There's somebody you want to curb-stop and injure or break a bone and, and cripple them for doing something else. And there's somebody you just need to take out. We're not saying take somebody out. We're not saying injure them, make it to where they're never in power again. Who, who just needs punch in a wake-up call from the X-Men? Because killing them clearly doesn't change anything. Beast. Beast needs punch. That's a great... Why, why beast, beast deserves Tell us to why be beast? punched
2: because he has so fallen off his moral compunctions that's like he he needs to be righted. I mean, he's like it's like you took a guy who originally had a good moral compass and was really smart, and you took him and you put him in the CIA, and he just whoa he went native, yeah. man. Uh, let's let's go with the drain the swamp theory, and then he became the swamp yeah
1: no i get i I agree i think he's a perfect example of like i feel like if you just punch beast and we're like what are you doing he might be like oh yeah i went way too far i i agree with that one dane do you have a who who needs a good punch in right now uh it's gonna be mr 600
0: sat kelsey struts for the use of compunction (laughs) what was that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bring an educated level to this podcast. Uh, no, uh, I'm going to say Xavier.
1: Oh, my, that was mine, too. Yeah.
2: That was my number two. Uh,
1: if you had that's to give me like,
0: the most punchable face, it's probably Scott Summers. I feel like that's a pretty classic answer. But, like, it's Always. Xavier, come on. It's like, what the hell is
1: going on here? What are you doing with this place? You're, you're somebody who's the best telepath in the world, and you're not communicating with anyone. Right. Like it's,
0: and I don't know. Maybe he and and Magneto are, you know, more together on stuff and. Commun- I don't know why he seems easier to, to blame this on than Magneto.
1: Even
2: because Magneto, no, Magneto's behavior still seems the same. Yeah, both. it's the same Magneto. Charles seems-
1: Xavier is the one that gave up on the together dream. Right. He went to Magneto's side of isolation. So like for me, and isolation and dominance, they just took over Mars and were like, we're in charge of. The Milky Way, oh, yeah. the solar system—it it just
2: all foreign trade go through. Everything us about the this, race.
0: especially now with knowing Inferno is on the horizon, just feels like it's a time bomb that he lit the fuse on. And yeah.
1: it's like, what are you doing? You know better. Yeah, you yeah, do. Be You know better. You've and done and this enough times, Professor X. You're bad, but like he hasn't done anything evil enough that I don't feel like a punch couldn't like maybe be like, what the, what are you doing? Right. Just give him one right in the the lip. All right, if I I had to go with one... Oh, right in the kiss. If I had to go with one off the top of my head, who needs a good punch? I'm going to go with uh, Colossus because I want him to be in comics again. And he's a pacifist. That's boring. Just somebody punch him so he gets back in the cage.
0: Just give give him some page time.
1: Yep. Do something to get him back in the game. So I'm going with the simple answer. But you know who else is simple? Wolverine. It's the best of what he does. And Kelsey, what did he do in issue number 14?
2: I don't remember what Wolverine did in issue number 14 because it actually was really good. That uh, is an important um, part of a podcast. You, about you want about me to problems. jump in and take over from <laughs> there? You got it. Yeah, you know what? Take over this so, one because I was about to open it up. I Wolverine. I remember spins, both the other ones, but not this. Wolverine
1: spins out a tennis. Oh, bad, we've got Wolverine investigating a evilly mutant, uh, with no with a weird face. Turns out they're a mutant of a And so with with Rocco and the situation they have, he goes, he actually does the fight thing, including a shark biting the Iraqi mutant. But um
2: Jet ski battle. Oh yeah,
1: jet ski battle. Now I remember uh, we get jet some of the fight. X-Force tie-ins and sometimes the tracks, and it feels like Wolverine isn't Wolverine, but I hope the guys agree with me. This felt like a Wolverine issue. It felt like he was living in Krakoa using his X-Force assets and it felt like him dealing with Krakoan issues. And so he meets with these guys from Morocco, finds out that they're aggressive, nothing we didn't know, but it might be time to take things a step further. and. Wolverine might have to do the thing that he does better than anybody else. Uh, Dane, Kelsey, does this tie into 10 of swords, uh, work for you? Does it, does tennis swords drag this down or does it stand on its own?
2: No, this, this tie into 10 of swords to bring solemn back is great because one, two things really one. I had forgotten about Solomon. I forgot. He gets away with like grass cutter when he's got that blade. Yeah that he, he got, it's like, he's gone and him coming back is fascinating because he didn't go with the island. He's doing he's his a own mute. thing.
1: And he feels like a Wolverine. He's, he's
2: not a vampire. He's a Wolverine level enemy too. the whole. Cause what is he? He's got like adamantium skin. Correct. And his power is some type of mind, not mind control, but suaviness. Like, yeah. Like he's James Bond to the 10th power. Um. Yes, uh, Quentin's right. It feels like Wolverine, the best at what he does, solo act kind of uh, dealing with the Iraqi. Which uh, I hate saying Iraqi because I, I like the country. Um, but you're dealing with these other mutants they've introduced. Iraq It does feel like Iraq Coens They they almost seem underutilized in the rest of the yes. X-Men Hellions universe. Also brought him back recently. Hellions use them. Yeah. Like, you're, you've you been waiting to see some fallout for the fact that you're like, yeah, we just put, like, a million new mutants out there, and they're all hyper-aggressive. Yeah, the warlike society. You know? is what
1: they do. Right. Yeah. I, I'm glad to see that villain come back. Uh, Dane, uh, bringing back Solemn, I know, I know you were pretty disappointed with Ten of Swords, and, and, and you never really bought into some of the tie-ins uh, specifically. I know you like your Genesis, your Stasis, your, what was the last one? Dev- devastation or whatever destruction destruction oh. uh is Solomon a compelling villain for you and do you like this direction for the wolverine book
0: yes uh and not just because it ignores vampires um this is great this is a great book it is wolverine being a good wolverine it doesn't feel like this is just a x-force book that we got another issue of with Wolverine on the front. It is legitimately a Wolverine book and Wolverine shines through in it. Now, again, you think you can always make the argument, do we have too much Wolverine? Maybe, but this is a good book. It has a good mystery. It has good action. It has, uh, you know, moments where it's dealing with, it ties into the overall idea of now both 10 of swords and the gala, you know, with what happened to the Marauder. I mean, this is tying into stuff. It feels like a part of the larger world, and it does it in a way that's a a good Wolverine book. So i I, I would be. It would be tough for me to find complaints
2: about
1: this. I think there's an argument. This is the best issue of Wolverine so far. Everybody
2: I think you're else... probably right. I mean, I, I don't think there's. A, I don't think there's an argument. I think now. you could maybe go
0: back and look at the auction house. Uh, one. I mean that was pretty good,
2: but that's
1: pretty good. Wolverine number one had the double story, and well, so it was just a lot of Wolverine, and it was great. Right. Like con- the auction
2: house the auction house one kind of feels like this one as well. It takes place in Magic War and it deals with Wolverine esque issues, weapon X, etc. This one it's not Weapon X, but it's still like fallout from what he did on Arako.
1: I, I think you know? for me, I give the edge to this
2: one. Because uh, because
1: it I think it does a good job of being modern like the same way that like like an issue that came out around Civil war felt like Civil war an issue that came out in dark rain felt like dark rain an issue that came out in the Utopia Eric felt like utopia it's like this one feels like it could only be happening right now yeah but also true to Wolverine and I think they accomplished that Whereas the 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 what was it the auction one was great. And like a classic Wolverine story, but this feels like I'm part of a universe. I'm living it, but doesn't take Wolverine away and doesn't take Krakoa away. It's a
0: good Wolverine story following up on what happened in the gala, but dealing with the consequences of 10 of swords. Like I, you're right that, In some ways, The Auction House, could have. we could have read that book 10 years ago. We could read it 10 years from now, and it would still feel like a Wolverine story. But this is, it is a part of the world that is going on right now. It ties in. It feels like there were consequences, and he's going to have to deal with them. And it feels like there's going to be consequences.
1: So we've talked about a book that feels like it's part of the world right now. Let's leave the world. Let's talk about what's going on in Outer Space. Let's head to Sword number seven, Kelsey.
2: So Sword... We've got an issue developing on basically all of the major players' worlds in the galactic universe. Uh, a giant creatures are basically attacking everything, being sent by the dread lord Dormammu. Um, so Hulkling is who we focused on, and he is sending a message to try and get the Avengers or Alpha Flight or someone... You know, some nation that's not him. full of a-holes. Right. But you get what you get. And, but they're not coming. But luckily, S.W.O.R.D. has heard their call, and S.W.O.R.D. is going to come help Luckily,
1: them. S.W.O.R.D. is looking for political points after right. declaring themselves dictators of the universe.
2: So they come <laughs> to se- come help Hulkling. Hulkling can't get a hold of his own hmm, mother. Weird. And they don't know why. Who could? So they go. and they Only somebody had help answers. We need five issues of Trial Magneto. We do find out. We do find out in this new annihilation wave that Brand intercepted the distress signal and decided to answer it for political clout because she knows Hulkling is going to lose it when he finds out his mother-in-law is dead at the hands of someone at the Kirkowan party the Hellfire Gala that they had. So her theory is, well, if I save his life, it may lessen the issue we're about to have when this happens. Now, during all that, Doctor Doom is having a meeting with the ambassador of the solar system appointed by the mutants and no other race in the solar system. Uh, Basically about the, the Mysterium stuff that that, uh, currency metal whatever it is that they've given out and are willing to start selling that cohen's have claimed they have created dr doom basically tells them i know you didn't create it i know this is from some type of magic you found and you are playing with fire here it's like and and he offers her help they basically say no lightning bolts the table and does storm stuff You know, with her sweet ambassador costume. And Dr. Doom's like, okay, this is how we're going to play it. But I didn't have bad decorum here. So don't talk to Doom like this.
0: And in doubt, revert to third party or third
1: person
2: perspective. Right. Or person. Yeah. That's how Doom rolls. So that's how Doom
1: do. uh, Dane, you're a big Young Avengers fan. We got a lot of Hulking screen, Hulkling screen time. No Wiccan, but we got some Hulkling. Um, Did you find this? part to be two. we talked about wolverine balanced being grakoa with wolverine did this issue feel sword enough for you well, where did you fall on this issue
0: i don't think it's a bad issue but it just doesn't feel like an issue of sword i mean brand this poor book in that way this i know book, this book it's has had 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 no seven issues well, it said seven issues and, th- and three do- of them have been tie-ins
1: Right. I'd say four.
2: They keep thrusting it into kind of other in stuff. Too.
0: Oh, I guess that's kind of true. I mean, I almost kind of... I don't know, at least that's an X-Men one. But you are right. Of seven issues, four have sort of been like, hey, here's what you've got to do. You need to tie... Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Sword feels like a good book to tie into an Annihilation story. So I, I think it's, I guess, kind of cool that it got a piece of that. Maybe this gets it out there to some non-X readers that may otherwise not have... Um, you know, known that it existed or tried it out. So maybe that could be for the better of its lifespan. Kind of
1: gateway drug of Marvel.
0: Well, yeah, but
2: it, I think it I, manifold gateway. Oh. I think this ties back though, into the first issue of sword. The mysterium, I think is tied into whatever they pulled okay. through yep. that, that big gate that they jumped out point. when they pull that item back. And then they flashed to doom at one point talking about like, Holding the sun or I don't know. They they said something where we where they flashed a Doom talking about it. We're going kind of like, what are they even what is the association? I think that's gonna start coming up. It's big
0: stuff that they're doing, and obviously, you know, getting to involve Doom and everything. It's just at no point did this feel like a real issue of sword. Like there's just small moments where you know it's like, all right, I'm gonna teleport you. And it's like, okay, we got a character from Sword. You know, Brand has a couple of good lines, and I think it's kind of cool the way that she's playing the game you know, ensuring that S.W.O.R.D. is the team that responds. But other than that, it just, it felt like an event comic that just happened to have S.W.O.R.D. sort of in the background. Yeah. And this is coming from a guy that would love to read Hulkling stories.
1: Yeah, I, I felt like this was part one of The Last Annihilation. And they did more than a lot of tie-ins would to, like, really make it a S.W.O.R.D. book. But I... I think if you're not reading The Last Annihilation or going to be invested in that, this book kind of felt like putting any eye down the drain. Is my only complaint. the do- The Doom, um, the Doom Storm stuff was pretty good though, as far as like moving swords plot along.
0: I guess it is something to say is that for a book that sort of got hijacked by Last Annihilation, it does do a little. I mean, it does do more to move the plot forward than a lot of other books.
1: Yeah, even, I would in that situation. Even, even
0: just with having, basically only getting half the book for the yeah. Storm Doom
1: Well, thing. And, th- and that's the thing. I don't even know if that's good or bad, right? Like, sometimes it's probably better to just do what you're doing. Yeah. Than, like, do both. Like, let people skip this issue, go to the next one. Or, I, I I don't know what the right answer is. Because you got something if you bought this and weren't, like, completely ruined or stuff. So, we'll, we'll see. I think Kelsey brought up a good argument about the metal. So let's talk about our final book. Not a last Annihilation tie-in, although Cable will be in it. Let's talk about the finale yeah. of the Duggan book, the the book that maybe is dying so that X-Men can live as we have it today. Uh, Cable number 12, the finale. And what happened to wrap things up in Cable number 12?
2: Cable number 12, we kind of... we. Get back to it, man. Uh, the big confrontation with Strife and his demon horde. Um, Cable brings along Cable and the rest of his X Force kind of team of Deadpool and his mother and father and Domino. things like that. Domino, so yeah. Lady. So, his X Force, his X Force team, well, yeah, oh, I guess that's our Cables expert. Lady, which young which uh,
1: of the cuckoos is it? Cuckoo. Cuckoos. That's, That's right.
2: man, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they take down strife. Um, and then we kind of get into the whole chicken or egg. Who set up what? Um. Yeah. It, it it gets from where it started in issue eleven. Issue eleven was not as high concept. Issue twelve gets into the high concept business of time travel where who it was that set the the set everything in motion and through Esme and or Esma however Dane says I think it's Esme I think he's wrong um
0: I think you're right
2: getting yeah Esme and so uh, Kid Cable talking about their breakup and everything like that and then getting pictures of the future where Cable, in an older version, is talking to someone about going back, knowing he's going to die, et cetera, et cetera, and then it's Esme there speaking to him and kind of saying, it's like, this has to happen. Uh, this was a cool send-off for everything because there was a lot happening. I mean, between everyone's kind of witty quips, Deadpool running off at the mouth, big battle scenes, and then a lot of this depth towards the end of, Kid Cable getting ready to go to the future with older Cable to go fight more strifes. This was great. This was everything that, that an ending should be. I thought, especially when you're dealing with time travel and nothing is an ending. I I agree. I, I just think it's not a
1: perfect issue, but it's, it's good enough. I don't mean that like to downplay it, but like, the action probably went a little too fast at the beginning. Probably like skipped the, some things and and went fast. But at the same time, like compared to its peers, like this is a book that stands out for me, and I love that it got to end on its own terms.
2: But you're dealing you're dealing with time travel. Even like okay, the return of the mutant babies, and some of them came back with duplicates. <laughs> like, well, well that's going to be wrong. Well, and one it's of them came back with a cable, likely, or a strife. Is there which, a difference? Obviously, they're hinting at. Yeah, another strife, you know, who's, you know, so, you know, I liked it. You know, they set it up to where what's old is new, life repeats itself and everything like that. Life Uh, finds a way. Life uh, finds a way. But this was a cool ending for as much as you look like, like X Factor looked like it struggled to get to its ending. Like it was almost too rushed. Where Cable, at least, it looks like they had an ending story in mind when they did this.
1: Dane, do you have the same praise for this Cable book? You were big on it before. Did it did it drive it home?
0: I think it checked the boxes that it needed to. But I think that's kind of all it did. So I don't think it's bad. I think it accomplished what it needed to to be an ending. It's just there was something special throughout Cable. And I don't know that I felt it here in the finale which is kind of sad because for a book that had such life that knew what it was, the ending was just sort of like, a, okay, like you tied up all the things you needed to tie up. And so I'm not mad at it. I don't think it's a bad issue. I just don't think it was the, you know, the, the I don't know, it just didn't have the life of some of the other cables. And I guess some of it is the time travel and who knows, you know, is it the end? Is it are we going to keep seeing this character or whatever? But it just, it didn't have whatever that thing was that made the rest of the cable book special. And it's, it's just sad to see that if it, if it wasn't going to be there in one of 12 books, that it was the finale.
1: This felt like a book that like, we've talked about how this book to its credit never felt rushed, like X-Factor, like Kelsey alluded to earlier. And this one did feel kind of rushed. Do you think there's a chance that Duggan, found out he was doing X-Men and condensed this. Like, I have no doubt that there was an arc in mind. Do you think that, like, does this make you think it's more likely this was condensed or less likely?
0: No, I think this was the story. I think this was the plan all along. Yeah, issues. Yeah, I think what Kelsey said seems more, I think this is one where they knew where they wanted to go, they knew how they were going to end it, and they got to tell the story of Kid Cable for this send-off. Before they go back to kind right. of regular cable, so I think this was the goal. I just, I think endings are hard, and yeah, I, endings are hard. Yeah, and I
1: think, I think for me, outside of Magic, which has kind of gone zero dark thirty, which is fine. Um, I think the most compelling character I was rooting for is gone now. Yeah, and I, I don't hate their book. I don't, I don't hate that they ended. I We're just, just happy that we had what we had. No, but
0: yeah. it, it is sad to think that that character is not, I, I it thin, does I think, feel
1: pointless though. Like yeah, there's I, no reason we couldn't just like bring him back in a week and be like, all right, but that's all comics.
0: But there's, there's also a part of me that says, Hey, then they could we probably <laughs> only got this story because we got it as a way to, you know, ship him out, bring other cable back. That sort of, I mean, we just, Thanos know, it's cable. Yes. Yeah, it's cable that, I, I don't know. Fable. I mean, it's, it's, I'm sad that it's gone, but I'm happy that we had it. I think this is a good book. I look forward to a year or two down the road, picking this up in a collected edition and reading it again.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, no, well, as a condensed story, I thought this was good. I mean, you know, mystery action, time travel, some of my favorite things. And. again, it's one comic, so you can always bring someone back that you like, but also time travel comics, you can definitely bring back someone you like. and it used it used the cuckoos well. um I you know, Dane really likes them, and I can see why, even though they're an oddly utilized character.:
0: There were great side pieces, great side characters in this book. yeah, like the the supporting cast was good.
1: They weren't just there. Yes. They all Great supporting like, they all got to like express the core of their character in some way and all felt like they deserved to be there. Um, it's but, just it, hard but because... in a
0: way that, that still makes cable shine.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, goodbye this book. I think it was Duggan's best work, uh, overall. And, uh, look forward to seeing X-Men next week. So uh, that, that pretty much wraps up. What we got this week. We've got X-Men next week and Hellions. X-Men number two. Hellions. Oh, yeah. I wasn't about to let Dane skip this week, knowing next week that he's going to show up and uh, get to be there for X-Men Hellions. So, uh, but little did he know Wolverine was actually good. He got three good books this week. I <laughs> we we got have- duped. Yeah. We have three solid books to talk about. Yeah. I know we didn't spend much time on how good sword was, but it's, it's passing for what it needs to do.
2: Sword sure, was good. The only thing I fear with sword is that they are they going to keep doing these tie ins yeah. with everything else. I'm like, oh. I want
1: the
0: manifold story. I want the agent yeah. story. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is in many ways. It's like if if X forces to Wolverine. I just want a manifold. Yeah, right. Because yeah. if you, I don't know if you guys notice at the back of the sword book, it does not list the X books coming out and the coming No, weeks. it lists all it lists annihilation, annihilation books. books right ew but the other book still lists sword in the x book order so
1: it's that that book needs a chance to to be a reminder that they actually do have editors whether you agree with what they're doing (laughs) we now at least have confirmation that somebody is editing
2: these books sword sword needs a chance to pursue its own story yeah right now and right now it's just like we're getting stuck in this person's story. Now we got to deal with this person's story. Like the writer on there has to be tearing their hair. Well, it is Al Ewing so who's like, doing well,
1: everything for The Last Annihilation. <laughs> it needs it needs time to okay. breathe.
0: Right. I think the problem with it is I think this would be okay because I think it does at least fit into this in a logical way. It's the fact that the King in Black took it over so early that it that didn't, I mean, I guess space, it kind of fit, but
1: it seems sort of shoehorned and took it over for like two issues. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we got for this week. We don't have time for a King and black tie in or a last Annihilation tie in. We only got time to come back and see you, uh, next examination week. Uh, talk about next week's comics later.
0: Free sword. Peace.
1: Hi, and thanks for listening to the examination podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, write us a five star Omega level review that would make us mutant and proud we would really appreciate it. Me and the guys love Talking Nerd, and we want you to be a part of the conversation as well. If you have any topics you wanna discuss, questions to ask, or suggestions for the Marvel 20 Questions Danger Room segment, you can always get connected with us. Email us at q.examination at gmail.com. Remember, examination is E-X-A-M-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. You can also follow us on our Twitter handle at examination spelled the same way or visit our website examination.blogspot.com thanks again for listening we love having you be a part of our community and we can't wait to hear from you see you next week